Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at nortonsimon.org. Support for LAist comes from Pasadena Water and Power. Every individual's actions matter in preserving resources. Join the ripple effect to build a more resilient water future. Learn more about water programs, workshops, and ways to save at pwpweb.com slash the ripple effect. LAist Studios. Today on the L.A. Report, we bring you an anniversary remembrance of the Monterey Park shooting. And candidates for Los Angeles District Attorney held a debate in downtown L.A. It's Saturday, January 20th. I'm Jill Replogal in for Julia Paskin. That's coming up on the weekend edition of the L.A. Report from L.A.ist 89.3. But first, here's the latest news. More unaccompanied child migrants have been arriving at the border and at local shelters. It's prompted one government contractor to call out for local volunteers to help these kids. L.A.'s correspondent Leslie Berstein-Rojas has more. In the past decade, the number of children and teens referred by Homeland Security to federal shelters has risen almost tenfold. In L.A., this means more kids in shelters as they navigate immigration court. Vulnerable kids are entitled to what's called a child advocate, who makes recommendations in their best interest. Lately, demand for these is way up. Our need for volunteers is greater than ever. Chantelle Vachani is with the Young Center for Immigrant Children's Rights, which contracts with the U.S. to provide child advocates. They've put out a call for for local volunteers with plans to train them in L.A. next month. For LAist 89.3, I'm Leslie Berestein-Rojas. And to learn more, you can go to the story from Leslie on our website, LAist.com. Ten of the 12 candidates for Los Angeles District Attorney faced off in a debate earlier this week in downtown L.A. L.A. civics and democracy correspondent Frank Stoltz reports. Incumbent D.A. George Gascon was the target for much of the evening. Most of his challengers criticized his policy of seeking more lenient penalties for people convicted of crimes. Gascon said he is trying to reduce mass incarceration and racial disparities in the justice system. He pointed to data that shows violent crime is down, which mirrors national trends. Four of Gascon's own prosecutors are running against him, including Eric Sedol, who said he would focus on prosecuting the small percentage of people who commit violent crimes. For LAist 89.3, I'm Frank Stoltz. And Roman's bookstore in Pasadena is looking to sell. The beloved local institution has two locations and also owns Book Soup in West L.A. Roman's chairman, Joel Sheldon, tells LAist he's hoping to find a buyer who's preferably local with business skills and the cash to invest. The cheeseburger's 100th birthday is right around the corner. In 1924, right on Colorado Boulevard, Lionel Clark Sternberger created the fast food staple. Now, there are claims otherwise, but Paul Little from the Pasadena Chamber of Commerce says the city has a credible source. There was a reporter for the L.A. Times in the 19, either late 80s, early 1990s, tracking down the origin of the cheeseburger. And he came to the conclusion that the first cheeseburger was created by Lionel Sternberger here. Hmm. Well, anyway, to celebrate, some restaurants in Pasadena are hosting special deals. Read more about the disputed origins of the cheeseburger on LAist.com. More after this break. 
support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center, presenting the world premiere of Mix Mix, The Filipino Adventures of a German-Jewish Boy by Boney B. Alvarez, inspired by true events from the life of Ralph Price. After escaping Nazi Germany, a newfound tropical refuge in the Philippines is upended when Japan invades the islands. On stage through June 16th, tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Support for LAist comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies, held on select Fridays in May. Each film touches upon Spanish artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro and The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie by Luis Buñuel. Screenings are at 4.30 p.m. on four consecutive Fridays starting May 10th. More information at nortonsimon.org. Tomorrow marks one year since a gunman attacked a ballroom dance studio in Monterey Park. Eleven people were killed, nine injured, devastating a community of older ballroom dancers, many of whom are from Taiwan, China, Thailand, and Vietnam. LA's correspondent Josie Wong follows up on their year of recovery. On the night of January 21st, a gunman named Hu Can Tran showed up at the Stardance Ballroom studio and fired on a crowd celebrating the Lunar New Year. Lloyd Gock remembers seeking cover as his friends fell around him. I was about 10 feet away from the shooter. I just hide under the table. So the bullet just went by me. But the gunman wasn't done. He drove a few miles to Alhambra, where there was another popular ballroom called Lai Lai. It was kind of a sister studio that the same crowd frequented. Brandon Tsai, whose family owns the studio, was closing up when he saw the shooter enter the lobby with a gun. Within the first three seconds, I processed that I must do something to save everybody's lives. Tsai wrestled the gun away from the shooter who took off. Tran was found dead the next day of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. He'd been part of the local ballroom dance scene, but police still have not specified a motive. As the community held vigils and politicians called for stricter gun control in the wake of the shooting, survivors found solace in one another. Lloyd Gox says a group of about 40 of them messaged over WeChat and shared meals and tears. Because our life is never the same. Never the same since that day. The Stardance Ballroom Studio, where the shooting took place, closed permanently. The local dance community had been so traumatized that Brandon Tsai didn't think they'd come back and dance at Lai Lai. Some instructors have left, taking students with them. But Tsai says most folks have returned. I was so glad that they came back with a big smile on their faces. And that in itself was therapy because just getting connected to one another again at a physical location and recounting the situation, it was quite therapeutic for everybody. Tsai says he wants the dance studio to continue to be a place of healing. As the shooting's anniversary approached, Lilai hosted a community event where they offered free dance lessons. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Relax your hips. Tai also invited mental health clinicians to that event. Among them, Sheila Wu, who directs mental health centers in L.A. County catering to the Asian community. For people to come back to the location of what happened, I think it will trigger certain emotions on, in some Wu says the event also provided a chance to offer counseling to an older immigrant crowd that's resistant to seeking help. She says that for many immigrants, there's this mentality of, we have to be strong, we have to be resilient, and we cannot be weak because we have to succeed, right? 
Some survivors, like Lloyd Gawk, have been receptive to counseling, but he says what has helped him cope with his trauma the most has been returning to the dance floor. Pretty much you don't have to think about anything, you know? You just concentrate on the next turn with your partner. All your worries goes away for that, you know, few minutes that you're dancing. Gawk approaches fellow survivor Hattie Pang, who's wearing a flowy mini skirt and sparkly headband. She started dancing again a few months after the shooting. She's now back to coaxing friends to dance the waltz, her favorite. Lila, Lila, she says in Mandarin, meaning come, come. Same words as the name of the studio. And Gok does. Peng takes his hand and they dip and weave across the floor. For LAist 89.3, I'm Josie Huang. Thanks for listening to the Weekend Edition of the L.A. Report. The Weekend L.A. Report is hosted by me, Jill Replogle, and produced by Monica Bushman and Kevin Tidmarsh. Our engineer is Sean Corey Campbell. The podcast is edited by Fiona Ng. Catherine Mailhouse is the Director of Content Development, and our Vice President of Podcasts is Shana Naomi Krokmal. Join us back here tomorrow. You can read more at laist.com and listen live on the LAist app or on the radio at 89.3 FM. Listeners like you help make the L.A. Report possible. Please donate at laist.com slash join. This podcast is supported by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe quality journalism makes Southern California a better place to live. The L.A.S. Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.